1: Yeah, not so much of a fun night for us last night, apparently. We did not really win much. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Dan. Thank you for tuning in to Nothing But Net, your daily NBA betting radio show here on Steady Picks Radio. Make sure you're following Steady Picks on Twitter at Get Steady You can find me on Twitter at Dan Says That. And make sure you go to steadypicks.com, check out the monthly membership they have offering all the system picks, which are on an absolute burner right now. You cannot do any better than Steady Picks is doing, so that's the place to go for you know the absolute top end stuff. But we're gonna give you some great stuff here. Hopefully, uh, you know a good a good night on Monday. Not so much last night, but I don't I don't like the nights where there's not a lot of games. I feel forced to have to you know dig and find some things that maybe I wouldn't if I had more games available. But listen, we we're We're balancing content and also getting plays out there, but tonight we've got 10 games, so there's a lot, and there are a lot of bets I feel uh, great about tonight, Uh, many of which I definitely would have preferred over anything I did last night. A lot of prop bets, as there's not a whole lot up for some of these games as far as draft games was concerned, but FanDuel had at least some Props for a lot of these games. We we're able to go there, so you're going to see a lot of over and unders on players' points because it's what's available, but it's a lot of good stuff here. And especially if you're able to shop some of these early because it may change throughout the day. So the fact that these are up now, uh, these guys should play. We, we can get some pretty good information available early. So we're going to dive right into it here. The first game on the slate tonight is going to be the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Philadelphia 76ers, who are eight-point favorites, and the total on this one is 220. There's not a lot of info out on the lineups yet. The Sixers got pretty much everybody back on Monday, but you never know who they may sit or anything, so it's a scary thing to try and predict. There's no player props available on this one that I was able to find. So... I'm going to bet both the spread and the total, but I'm only putting a half unit on each because we don't know a lot. So, again, something to watch throughout the day. Monitor who's available, you know, what news comes out, and you have to use that as well. Uh, we're doing the best with what we can that's available at, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to put a half unit on the Sixers to cover the eight. Uh, Trey Young's still out for the Hawks. We've still been, you know, looking pretty good without him, but the Sixers at home are are a whole different thing. And again, this is the assumption that pretty much everybody plays. They're getting healthy. They're 23-7 and at home. And at home, or actually for the entire season, the Sixers are three games over five hundred, covering the spread. So they cover the spread more often than not. And obviously a lot of the times where they weren't were generally the games where guys were missing and they were just getting demolished, so... Once they have everybody back, they are a team that can cover the spread. I believe their average margin of victory at home this season is like 12 points or something, uh, I think 11 or 12. I saw, so uh, not having a guy like Trey Young, who's the type of guy that gives the Sixers fits even when they are healthy, a guy who probably would have to go for you know 35-plus to, to really screw this kind of thing up. I, I just don't know that the Hawks have enough to stress out the Sixers defense without Trey Young being that creator, that, that penetrator, and also just being able to hit those absurdly deep threes. So I like the Sixers to cover. Obviously, if there's news that like Joel Embiid is going to sit tonight, uh, even Ben Simmons sitting tonight, you know, I'd say if either of those two guys sit, that would probably change my mind. Anybody else, I wouldn't be too worried. If Tobias Harris needs a night off, if Danny Green's not back, uh, those things, you know, Probably don't sway me too far. I guess it depends how they move the line, but uh, I'm assuming with some things listed that Embiid and Simmons should both be available tonight. The Sixers need to have guys playing here down the stretch because they're still trying to get in position for the one seed. They have Milwaukee on uh, on their ass, and they have the Nets in front of them. So uh, a lot to play for. I also like the over in this one. Over two twenty again, a half unit play. The the Hawks, other than the second night of the back to back where they were at Detroit, so the other two games they had without Trey, they've put up one eleven and one eighteen. So they're still scoring even without Trey Young. In each of those two games, they shot thirty five three point attempts, which is higher than their season average, and would put them just outside the top ten in the NBA for the season. So a lot of good three-point shooters still remain on that team. And because they don't have Trey Young, they don't have a lot of guys that can create. They don't have a lot of guys that can you know create off the dribble and penetrate. So they're kind of just jacking threes, which in today's league generally means, even if they're not hitting at a ridiculous clip, it generally just means more scoring. So you combine that with the Sixers uh, having everybody available, the Sixers being a pretty high-scoring offense when they are healthy, uh, should be able to put up points on their own. And at the Wells Fargo center this season, the over is 17 and 13. So four games over 500. So like the over of 220, again, half unit on each. But these are lines that you definitely have to pay attention mainly to the Sixers, you know, injury report and see if there's any news on if anybody is not available, if anybody's going to sit for any reason. So uh, make sure throughout the day, if you are looking to bet either of these that you are checking on that information, which is not available this early. The next game we have listed is gonna be the Orlando Magic at the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs are two point favorites, and the total on this is two eleven and a half. We're going under that two eleven and a half with a half unit. Nine of the last ten between these two has gone under that total. That total seems low. I know it's gonna scare a lot of people, but these these teams are just kind of stinking it up right now for the most part. The last three meetings have seen at least one, if not both, of the teams fail to break a hundred. And all that in consideration, you also have Colin Sexton out for Cleveland. You have Kevin Love, who looks like basketball is the last thing in the world he wants to be doing right now, which is crazy to me, considering I would love to get paid that kind of money to be a really bad white basketball player right now. But regardless, uh, Orlando sold pretty much the entire roster. The best player left is Terrence Ross, I guess, and he's not even playing. He's out with injury. So two of the... Best scores, sad to say, on these two teams are not even available tonight with all the other talent that has left these two during the season. Some guys are disinterested. Some guys are playing for future contracts or try try, try out uh, for other teams potentially. So there's a lot of ugly here, which probably means they'll combine for like 280, but everything is telling me to go under. I'm going to go under again half unit cuz that number is just so low that it it seems too scary to hammer but uh, that that's still a play that I'm going to that, that I'm going to make. The first top play that I have for uh, this slate of games on Wednesday is going be, gonna to be Darius Garland going over 21 and a half points. We're putting a full unit on that play. Garland has scored 23 or more in four of the last five and again, Colin Sexton's out. So Garland's going to carry the scoring load. He's averaging 21.6 over his last 10. So he's just at about that number, but he's really been picking it up over the last five. So that's a general rule I have when I'm looking at stats. I, I, I tend to try to find a balance of season averages, last 10. But when last 10 kind of puts me on the fence, you know, you dig a little deeper into the into the more recent. So the last three, the last five, and, and really see what's trending. And then, you know, draw any correlations between any of those you can to this specific game. So, you figure Cleveland's at home. You figure that this is going to be a close one with them only being two point favorites. So you know you expect a guy like Garland being the kind of the lead guy for Cleveland right now. You know he may have to handle the ball a lot down the stretch. Maybe the guy that's asked to to score, and you know he's been doing this in in a lot of situations anyway. But those are the types of games that you're looking for to, to get a guy like that to you know uh, inflate those numbers. Uh, being asked to carry that workload down the stretch. So uh, really like Darius Garland. Over 21.5 points, we're putting the full one unit on that. Uh, first top play of this long slate. The next game we have is the Chicago Bulls at the New York Knicks. Knicks are five-point favorites. The total on this is 208.5. Again, a lot of times I'll look at those Over-unders that fall under two ten and really be inclined to want to hammer the over, I'm not touching this one. Uh, I just know that I've talked about that, I think, on both episodes so far, so uh, it may be something that people would be expecting. Not interested. I do actually like the Knicks to cover the five. I'm putting a full unit on that. Uh, The Knicks just came off um, a nine-game winning streak, and they lost to a better team. With the Phoenix Suns, and they had the lead. The Suns had to come from behind to win that game. So I think a lot of people are going to look at the Knicks coming off a loss and not remember the hype train that was happening when they won nine straight. Uh, we took the Suns minus two, which you know, was a great call, obviously. Uh, good on me, but I think the Knicks bounce right back. I don't think Chicago has enough to to slow them down. Uh, again, the Knicks played well in that game against Phoenix, so I, I don't look at that as any indicator that. The, the trend they're trending in the other direction that uh, they're not as still as hot as they are. Phoenix, is just a really good team. They might be the best team in the West. So, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing to be upset about if you're a Knicks fan or, or if you're the Knicks in general. So um, buying, buying right back in on Julius Randall and the Knicks. So we have them covering the five, two other plays from this are both Chicago prop plays and uh, this kind of goes hand in hand with thinking that the Knicks are going are gonna you know cover not only win but cover in this one. Kobe White we're going under 16 and a half points we're putting half a unit on that. It's not a knock on Kobe White. he's been playing well. Uh, the the amount of scoring opportunity he's getting as of late would probably lead a lot of people to want to bet the over on this but here's the thing the Knicks play such a slow game. And they allow the least points in, in the league just shy of 105 because they play at a slow pace, and it's a Tom Thibodeau team, so they're going to play good half-court defense. So um, I don't think that you know you want to be hammering overs on Chicago scoring players. Obviously, a guy like Nick Vucevic is, is a safe bet because he's always generally going to get his. But beyond him, I don't know that I really trust it. Kobe White, again, has had a bit of a surge lately, but this is still, uh, I believe, under... Uh, or this total would be over his season average. Again, he's picking up some slack without Zach Levine, but I just don't think this is the night for that at the Garden against the Knicks, who are favorites, and this low over-under total as well, sitting at 208.5. So we're going under on Kobe White with the half-unit play, and then we're also taking the under on Garrett Temple under 8.5 points. We're putting the full unit on that. It's the same thought process, but just more confidence. You know, if, if Kobe White decides... You know, he's still going to put up his, you know, I'll, I'll live with that. But, uh, you know, he would probably be the guy after Vucevic that you'd expect to, to get the scoring. So now we go even deeper. Garrett Temple averages under 8.5 for the season. He's averaging even less than that over his last 10. And we talked about the Knicks pace and, and half course, so it's all the same thing. So, again, I'm putting the full unit on Garrett Temple. And that's also kind of hedging against, hey, maybe the Kobe White play, you know, isn't the best play. So... Um, I still like it. you know, I'm betting all of them, but the Garrett Temple play is definitely the one. if, if you're if you're not interested in both, I would bet Garrett Temple under eight and a half. so uh, we're putting the full unit on that. We're gonna move on to the LA Lakers three point favorites at the Washington Wizards. The total on this game is 224. We have two one unit plays, including another top play for tonight. The first play is going to be Howell Neto, under 9.5 points. We're putting the full unit on it. Neto just had a three-game stretch before his last game where he averaged almost 16 points per game. Good for him, former process sixer. But it's pushing these numbers up to places they don't belong. He's gone under this total in six of his last nine. So every game in that stretch other than that three-game stretch where he was definitely you know, far exceeding expectations. Uh, I think that's an anomaly, and the Lakers have pretty decent, you know, like guard and wing kind of defenders, even with LeBron still out. Neto, Neto's not a guy that should really be beating them. And, again, you know, against the Lakers, uh, you're at home, you know, Russ and Beal may very easily have great games, contrary to what I'm saying about the Lakers defenders, but uh, I don't think that Helen Neto is going to be the guy that that punishes them. Uh, you look at the Lakers with a guy like Dennis Schroeder. Like, he's a guy that can absolutely, you know, hang with Howell Netto. And I don't know, maybe he ends up with Westbrook and it's somebody else. But, you know, I think they have guys, um, you know, they have Anthony Davis back to to be kind of like a rim protector, uh, you know, a, a very highly touted defensive player. So having him back is going to help that Lakers defense as well. So I, I just don't think we're getting the uh, the anomaly of Howell Netto's scoring outburst that, I think this line is kind of still, um, what's the word, like, impacted by. So, uh, but our, our other play for this, and this is a top play for tonight, and man, I hate it because, you know, I just don't like this guy, but. Uh, That that's how you know I've done the research because I'm willing to put my bias aside. We're going Kyle Kuzma over 13 and a half. We're putting a full unit on that. He's averaging over 14 and a half over his last 10. He's done this in five of eight. And two of the three times in that eight game stretch that he didn't hit this, he had 13. So one point off two different times. Uh, When it's that close, you almost can count that one. Obviously, the books aren't going to count it, but... Uh, we're saying that you know he gets very close to this even when he doesn't recently. And again, the average is there. The actual performance of it is there. Everything points to Kuzma being able to, to go over 13 and a half. Other guys still have to score. No LeBron. Anthony Davis is getting worked back in. They're going to be gentle with him. And you know, the Wizards are are going to play at their pace. And they're going to score again. Beal, Westbrook, apparently Howell Neto, But I'm not buying that part. You know, so points are going to need to go up for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma has, has been pretty good uh, in the absence of Anthony Davis and LeBron James to his credit. So uh, we're going to ride with that and take Kuzma over 13.5. Move on to Charlotte at the Boston Celtics. Seven-and-a-half point favorites are the Celtics. The total is 219.5. Only one play from this one. At, at, you'll, you'll notice the trend over the last two days, and, and it continues today. As we get into later games, obviously not not this one specifically, but as we get into later games, less information is available. So we're gonna try and find you know better things that we can with better information available. So that's why with the Knicks, I can give three plays, and then a lot of these games I'm only finding one after the fact because uh, you know some teams don't even have the lineups available. So again, uh, something to consider. You know, if you're looking, if if you listen to this later, or even if you are looking for plays after some of the early windows. Uh, go then you know we we can't do a whole lot until we have the lineup information it's unfortunate but um, again that's where steady picks comes in uh that membership you know they're, they're giving out those plays once the the correct information is available and you know they can use their system to identify the right picks and like i said they've been very very hot as of late so again make sure you check that out but charlotte at boston the play i have is miles bridges over 17 and a half points we're putting the full unit on it He's averaging almost 21 over his last 10. He's gone for 20 or more in three straight. And he's gone over 17 and a half in six of eight. So there's a lot of positive indicators here for Miles Bridges. And so I'm not considering this, you know, this is a a, a very high value play. This this is a risky one. So I'm not considering this even a play for mine, but I bet this earlier. So I figure I'll share it with everybody because I know some people are always looking for the higher risk, higher reward types of things. The Hornets are obviously 7.5 point dogs, but Boston is on a back-to-back, so Charlotte. But Boston's on a back-to-back and lost to Oklahoma City last night. It's pretty rough. So Miles Bridges to score 15 or more points and Charlotte to win on Fanduel is plus 360. So you're taking the Hornets as a, as a road dog. And bridges only to need 15 when again the over under frame is 17 and a half at almost four to one. So I really like that. Again, that's way too risky to even be considered any kind of like unit play. But if you are looking for a little bit more of a home run shot, obviously not anything crazy, you know, only at, at like plus 360, it's not the most insane bet. It's not going to win you a ton. Obviously, uh, you know, for every $10 you put up, you'll win 36. So. It's not a bad value bet as it would not surprise me uh, if Charlotte pulls off the road upset and Bridges 15 or more seems like an, an absolute lock. So you're pretty much getting really great odds on calling the Charlotte upset. So something to think about. We are going to get to the remaining slate of games. We've got the Spurs and the Heat. We've got the Pelicans, Nuggets, Portland, Memphis, Utah, Sacramento, and Clippers, Phoenix. But first, a message from our friends, Steady Picks.
0: Visit www.steadypix.com and become a member today. A Steady Picks membership is only $20 per month and gives you all the tools you need to become a better sports better. Use promo code RADIO for 50% off your first month and follow us on social media at SteadyPix for daily updates. Enjoy listening to Steady Picks Radio and be sure to head over to steadypicks.com and sign up today. All
1: right, so the next game on our slate for tonight, Wednesday, April 28th, is going to be the Spurs at the Heat. The Heat are five point favorites, and the total on this one is 209. My play for this game is going to be Bam Adebayo, over 19.5 points. We're only putting a half unit on it, but there's a lot of very positive indicators here. He's done so in 4-5, and one of those hits was against the Spurs, so we know he's done it recently against them. Should have similar success tonight. The Heat have won 4-6 and are tied for the sixth seed with the Celtics. Both of them play tonight. Miami might have to start playing guys heavier minutes. Bam and Jimmy Butler obviously are the guys you're going to look to to carry this team down the stretch, so the opportunity should be there for Bam as far as minutes, as far as scoring everything he's heating up, everything trending well. For him, so we're gonna take the over of 19 and a half points. We move on. Pelicans at the Nuggets. Nuggets are four point favorites. The total on this is 220 and a half. I don't actually have a play from this game. There's not that much information uh, out there right now as far as props or anything. I- I'm very not interested in the spread. Uh, again, I think Denver's been a little tough to peg since Murray went out, and the Pelicans have been a nightmare to try and bet all season. I was hitting on them early, and then they started just losing all these games they shouldn't. Uh, we've had a lot of success with Zion, but I can't find anything listed for him yet, and I think this might be a weird matchup for him because um, Jokic is just big and weird enough uh, to to maybe get in his way a little bit. Plus, they have a ton of you know three, four kind of guys, and like Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon and whatnot, so just a weird game, but here's what I want to say. I was really looking at this total of 228.5, and everything tells me to bet the over. Both these teams are scoring a lot. The Pelicans score a ton when they're on. I don't think Denver or, I mean, neither of them are very good defensively in my opinion, so everything was like, hey, bet the over, bet the over. Even though it's a it's a little bit high, you know, two twenty and a half. I mean, for for this season, that's probably a pretty average spread. As you know, we've even seen, uh, you know, we have another one tonight. In uh, the next game, we're going to talk about that's two thirty five. So uh, we've seen a decent amount of totals actually get into the two thirties this season. So teams are scoring, but here's the problem. When I did the research, the last four matchups between these teams, here's what the, the scores were. 113.108, 113, 108, 113, 106 113.106, 112.100. That's crazy how similar all those are. And, quick math, they're all under that total by a pretty decent amount. The highest total of any of those is uh, 221, so a whole 7.5 points under. So, everything statistically says that this one goes under, but... I just feel like with how these teams are playing lately, I'd be scared to do it. So I'm not touching it. There's a whole lot of information to say I'm not touching it. But the information's there. I want to give it to you. You can make a decision if you want. It came down to me. My heart says over, my brain says under, and I'm not willing to you know choose a side. So uh, give you the information. You can use it if you want. My advice is probably to pass on this one, though. We move on to the Portland Trailblazers at the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, a two-point favorite. A little surprising me, but at home, uh, I guess it makes sense. The total in this one, 235. So, like I said, this is the the highest total of, of the night uh, by far. As you know, today's NBA, we're starting to see, uh, it's not that crazy to see totals up into the 230s. Two plays for this one. We're going back to Dame under 27.5 points, putting the half unit on it again because – it's scary. It, it's really scary to bet on a guy that good, a guy that can score 40, 50, uh, you know, fairly easily. But uh, we, we rode the trend. We hit it yesterday. Now they're on a back to back. So, you know, generally, uh, a team on the second night of a back to back just doesn't perform as well for the most part. Uh, like we said, Portland's getting healthy. They're spreading the ball around. Dame's not being asked to shoulder that load. Uh, he probably will come to playoffs. So maybe this is almost a way to. You know, just take it a little easy on him. Um, it's not saying much. Obviously, he's still the guy. Um, there's no debate, but, um, you know, he just, he just hasn't been carrying the scoring load like that. And and I don't. I just don't think it continues tonight, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. So, we're going to go with it again. Dame under 27 and a half. Uh, a full unit play for this one. Uh, a a favorite for Sixers fans for sure. Robert Covington, we're going to go over 8.5 rebounds and assists. He's done this in three straight, and it's sitting at plus 106. So it's better than even money for something that he's been doing consistently as of late. Uh, and I love not having to rely on the scoring uh, with a guy like Covington. You know, he's a guy that can score two points in a game. This guy that can score twenty points in a game. So uh, we eliminate that that more extreme variable, and we take him doing you know role player things, you know team team guy things, stuff he's known for. You know, a big deflection guy, a good defensive player, but he rebounds really well, and he can do a little bit of passing. So eight and a half rebounds, assists uh, shouldn't be too much to ask of Covington. We put the full unit on that. We move on. Two games left on the slate. We're going to talk about Utah, eight-point favorites at the Kings. Total on this one, two twenty-five and a half. The Jazz are slumping. I, I really, I would. The Kings are a weird team. They, they play pretty poorly most of the time, and then beat good teams here and there. I'm not touching anything as far as the game itself, but uh, my absolute top play tonight. If you're betting anything, this is the one, and I'm putting two units on this one. Um, the only time I've made a two-unit suggestion so far was on the, the, the trial episode of this show, and it hit. So we're, we're going to be tr- real picky with two-unit plays, but I, I think this is this is one of the best things that I've seen. Sometimes it's too good to be true, but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm riding it. Rudy Gobert under 19.5 points plus assists. Points plus assists. We're eliminating rebounds. Rudy Gobert's thing is rebounds. It's not playing defense. If you watched him blow that assignment against the Wolves the other night, uh sorry, I just have to twist that knife, but uh you know, he doesn't really pass and he doesn't score that much. On the season, he's averaging 15.8 between these two and over his last 10, he's averaging 14.9. It's not even close. You're talking about, you know, almost a full four total difference on this. His only game against the Kings this season, he only had seven between these two stats points and assists. He had seven total. His over under tonight for points is at 18.5, which he's only gone over once in his last 12 games. But here's the thing and this is like very, this may seem trivial to people that don't bet a lot, but like you are always looking for every single edge you can. There's no reason not to. His over under for points is 18.5. If you bet the under on that, you have to put up one hundred and twenty dollars to win a hundred. It's at minus one twenty. However, if you bet the under of nineteen and a half points and assists, it's at minus one eleven. So it's essentially a nine dollar profit just by making the correct bet because he's not gonna go off on assists. We're talking about a, a a very old school center, and it's like he doesn't even have Donovan Mitchell to play any kind of you know potential pick-and-roll game or anything. You know, like, that offense is not the same without Donovan Mitchell, so he may get, you know, his rebounds, he may get some putbacks, but Gobert's never been an offensive guy. He's not a guy who's going to distribute. So, like, I absolutely love this pick. You're basically getting paid $9 to bump his toll, his over-under for points up one, if you're asking me. That's, that's pretty much how I look at it. Yes, he averages, like, over an assist a game, so he'll probably get it, but. He very well could not, and again, I like. There's no world to me where he gets even to like three. So he's gonna have to score essentially twenty points to to cost you this. And again, he hasn't gone over eighteen and a half uh, in eleven of his last twelve. So uh, this is this this is the best since since I've been doing this. This is one of the best bets I, I think I can make. So. Two units on that go bare, under 19.5 points and assists. Um, You might not be able to find that on DraftKings. I don't know if they do just points and assists. I know they do points, assists, and rebounds, which is what I'm avoiding here. This is available on FanDuel. It may be available on other books. Last game on the slate, Clippers at the Sun. Sun's 3.5-point favorites with a total of 222.5. Both plays I have for this game are based around Chris Paul, and I'm putting a unit on both. This is gonna seem weird, but I swear it makes sense. And and I don't know, maybe it's just to me, but I swear it makes sense. Chris Paul over 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. This is a top play for the night, putting a full unit on it. He's gone over this in four or five. Phoenix is playing really well. And not only are they trying to hold off the Clippers for the 2-seed, but they have a legit shot at the 1-seed with the Jazz starting the falter. So this is a huge game for Phoenix. I mean, it's big for the Clippers, too. But, again, I'm not using it as a point of who's going to win, but I, it definitely means that, like, guys are playing heavier minutes. It should be a close one. Uh, Chris Paul has been leading the Suns all year. He's going to do what it takes to to try and get them this win. And, you know, I'm not asking him to do too much in any category, but I'm expecting him overall to just, you know, pile up enough stats to hit this very easily. So over 29 and a half. Again, he's gone over this in four or five. So everything trending in the right direction for Chris Paul here. But here's where it gets strange. I'm also betting Chris Paul to go under eight and a half assists, a full unit as well. And here's the thing. You can look at this as a hedge because you figure that if he's not going to hit that 29.5, he's probably not piling up a ton of assists. Because Chris Paul is like a 15, 16 point per game guy, averages about five rebounds. So you figure that gets you to 21 or so. He's going to need you know the eight or nine rebounds to get to that 30, right? Well, here's the thing. I, don't, I think both of these can happen. And if it doesn't, again, it's a nice hedge. But he hasn't gone over eight and a half assists in four straight. And four of the last time, four of the last five times he has gone over, they're against pretty bad teams. So you figure those are games where he's able to get other guys involved more. Uh, Maybe it's worse defenses and he's able to just kind of, you know, drive and kick for better looks, uh, find some easy cutters, stuff like that. I don't think those opportunities are going to come against a Clippers team. This still plays pretty good defense, Um, you know, a, a game where, uh, when I talk about that Chris Paul twenty nine and a half points, for rebounds, assists, I'm really expecting a lot of that to come from points. I'm expecting Chris Paul to take a, a step up in his scoring against you know a, a top team in the West, one of the best teams in the league overall, a good defensive team, all of that. So you know this is the type of game where I expect Chris Paul's scoring to step up a little more, maybe than his facilitating, which I think is a lot easier to do in in less you know high demand games against lesser opponents, things like that. So. It may seem contradictory. Again, I, I'm the over twenty nine and a half points, rebounds, as assists is a top play. So if if you don't want to do the under on the assists, I get that. Bet the over twenty nine and a half for sure. But I think both are are very much in play together. I don't think that betting the under on the assists is any kind of indicator against him being able to put up thirty in the three counting stats combined. So uh, I'm putting the full unit on both. But to recap for tonight, the top plays. So Orlando at Cleveland. We're taking Darius Garland over 21.5 points. With Colin Sexton out against a bad Orlando team, they're at home. And he's done this in 4 of 5. I think Garland over 21.5 points is a top play. We have Kyle Kuzma over 13.5 points in the Lakers-Wizards game. He's averaging over 14.5 over his last 10. He's done this in 5 of 8 and 2 of the 3 times. He didn't do it. He had 13. So very close. Uh, More likely than not, he gets it. So we're taking Kuzma over 13.5. Chris Paul over 29.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined. He's done this in four of five at a big game tonight against the Clippers. But the absolute, absolute hammer of a top play, two-unit play, I honestly am considering more. But uh, I don't know if I'm – I think I'm probably not going to recommend anything more than two units to anybody, especially because I know a lot of – uh, the people that I know that listen are, are a little bit more casual betters. But if you're if you're the type of person with a bankroll and, and you wanna get risky with one, I mean this is this is definitely one of the, the- most confident bets I've ever had um which I know I'm I'm screwing it every time I say it but I can't help it Rudy Gobert under 19 and a half points and assists a two-unit play again on the season he's only averaging 15.8 over his last 10 he's only averaging 14.9 so actually a decline in those numbers even with uh, a lot of those games being without Donovan Mitchell so I think that that's the play of the night for sure but i like all the other top plays as well and there's a lot of good stuff here i really do you'll notice that compared to the other two days a lot more one unit plays just just stuff that seems really well backed and able to find the information so again any questions any looking for any additional tips or or any additional plays i'm happy to give them out Uh, i do have a a fan duel a three-leg parlay of all player performance doubles um if whether you're familiar or not with that is, if you want to hit me up on Twitter at Dan says that I'll be happy to give it to you. I'm not posting it publicly. I want to see who's listening. So um a real fun play, I believe. Let me take a look at it. I put ten bucks on it to win two sixty-five. So uh very high risk. High reward, but I know that's what a lot of people are looking for. So, again, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Says That, and I will happily provide you with that play. If you're interested in it, it would need to be on FanDuel, so you need to be a FanDuel better to do that one. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Steady Picks. Make sure you're following them on Twitter at GetSteadyPicks and go to steadypicks.com to find out about their $20 a month membership, which gets you all of their top plays, the system plays, everything. That is your best bet for success. We are hoping that we're going to bring plenty of success to people who are gracious enough to give us their time and listen to Steady Picks Radio. It is very much appreciated, but the real point at the end of the day is to get you over to steadypicks.com and get you playing all of the steady pick system plays and winning serious money building that bankroll no longer depositing your money in the sports book simply withdrawing some leaving some in to play more make more again betting's more fun when you win so thanks to everybody thanks for listening and let's win some money tonight